start somewhere. The importance of starting. Well, this is a start. Welcome to the show. My name is John, and I'm a quality consultant, and I've started my own consulting organization. I call it Paperneck Bottleworks. Fun fact, the name came from a gripe session at one of my jobs where my poor attempt to say paperwork bottlenecks went quite awry. Anyway, you possibly didn't care about that story. Back to business, though. This is the beginning of my journey to include the many lessons about quality and the psychology of process and systems improvement to you, the listener. I will shoot for a roughly 15 to 20 minute episode every week. I have zero traction in the space right now, so I have a complete schedule based on what I want to talk about for the rest of the year. If I get any comments about it at any point, perhaps I'll drop the schedule and go with some community feedback stuff. Either way, it'll be fun. So. The purpose of this first episode, other than to be first, is to highlight the most important message I have. This is for you, right now. Start. Get going. Stop waiting. Stop waiting for next week. Monday? Oh yeah, everybody loves, I'm going to start on Monday. Or, if you feel okay this week. No, just do it. You don't get your time back, right? You don't get another Monday the 31st or whatever Monday it's going to be. You don't get it back. So just get going. I know it's hard. I know sometimes it really sucks, but you gotta do it. That's what I'm doing right now. I actually procrastinated a lot before I started recording these episodes. But it's all a journey, right? So what am I talking about? I'm talking about you starting your insert project here. For sure, doing it, getting going on it, right? Digging that stuff out of the closet and starting, right? So you pick up your old piano lessons, or like I did, I picked up my saxophone again. I'm not a really good saxophone player, but it was something to do, and it gave me some lessons on consistency, right? So it doesn't have to be an instrument, though. Go back to school. Get in better shape. I'm in the middle of that journey right now. So this message isn't about personal action. It's your business, your job, your work, whatever you've been waiting to do, whatever you've been considering, it just isn't quite the right time yet. Stop waiting and do it. So let's be more specific. Quality systems is my bread and butter. My trade is a quality engineer, and I love finding ways to figure out how something can be better. I don't even care what that something is because needless of what the source is, what it does, what it's doing, there's always a way to make it better. And in business, oftentimes better means more money or less stress. Oh, I really like the ones where there's less stress. Less stress is my favorite. So process, better. Product, better. Personnel, better. So quality is something you can start right now, right? All that talk previously about get going and let's get going and let's do it is about quality. Your quality, your personal quality, the quality of your mental health, you name it. You can get going. You can do it. Whether you're a new organization or something that's been around for 30, 40, 50, 100 years, all it takes is your commitment to just start. Ask 
to determine maybe where to start and how to start. And one of those is what are your top three areas where you seek improvement? Now we've bounced back and forth between business improvements and personal improvements and even improvements maybe of other people, right? Because I mentioned personnel. But this can be a mixture of all three of those, right? Like maybe you need to get something in line for yourself before you're going to be in a better place to get into those improvements that you need to do at work. But for now, what are your top three? Just think about it. Jot them down on a piece of paper or make a mental note. Second question, what are you measuring to understand your business outputs? Now, I said business in this particular canned question that I wrote, I think, two weeks ago. But it could be you, right? Like, what does your output at work look like? Um, how are you measuring that? Are you measuring that? Actually, that's a really good idea. I don't think I necessarily measure my outputs as much or as often as I should. That's a great idea. See, you can find improvement anywhere. So measurement is super important. Um, and the quality system and quality departments, we're always measuring stuff, right? In fact, the production people don't always like what we're measuring or how often we're measuring it. So there's that. But measurement's important. You can't fix something if you don't really know what's going on. So that's question two. Question three, what obstacles do you see to changing the status quo? This is a big one. I would argue one of my specialties is after observation of a situation, whether it's a company, a department, uh, a group of people in the relationships, I have a track record of being pretty fantastic with identifying what the obstacles are and being able to get into ideation of how to get around them, right? Obstacles are all sorts of things. Um, most of the time, though, they're quite psychological, right? Um, working in uh, a defense as a, as a federal employee, there are lots of there are lots of obstacles that are psychological based around the nature of the work, right? The highly regulated work, especially um, medical devices, um, regulated uh, firearms, um, nuclear power, or nuclear uh, nuclear waste disposal. Those things all are incredibly regulated. So there's a kind of an internal bias where people assume that the obstacles in front of them are immovable based on the nature of either the regulatory structure, how the regulators themselves come in and operate, whether that's audits or just their general conduct. But usually you can find a way around these things. You can find a way to, I'm not suggesting we're circumventing regulation or law or anything. Please don't infer that. I'm talking about how you can meet the intent and often even the words of a standard in a manner that's less burdensome, say, to your employees and allows you to perhaps gain back some efficiency. And in later episodes, I will talk about some examples of where I did that. Um, so obstacles are a big thing. Um, I'm going to blather on about this one longer than many others probably because obstacles are huge. Um, uh, psychological, I kind of touched on that. Um, and in some cases, they are process related, but uh, 
in some organizations, the process-related obstacles are because they wrote themselves into a box, right? They were trying to be very compliant to whatever their regulatory situation, their, their certification standards that they needed to pay attention to, and perhaps they walked into a corner that way. Occasionally, well, maybe more often than occasionally, um, often an organization will have a lack of good technical writers. This doesn't mean their procedures are necessarily bad. It just means there could be more finesse. It's, it's very much an acquired skill. I have over 20 years of writing technical procedures for all sorts of things, and I would bet my first efforts were absolutely terrible in comparison to the things I generate these days. So again, part of this is experience. Um, another obstacle related to um, hitting psychology way too much, but seriously, psychology is almost everything in this in, in business and business improvement, and it's almost everything. So, um, the psychology can just be you can't you, you can't see a way around something, right? Uh, perspective. Um, I actually I, I I mention this to my my children quite often. Is perspective is so important? Being able to understand other people's perspectives. That said being an outside consultant or even a new hire, sometimes your perspective is what the organization needs, right? You have a way of looking at something or perhaps you've seen something done a different way, a different manner that is going to be critical to getting around an obstacle or maybe making something better uh, despite the obstacle. Um, so obstacles are a big thing. Um, uh, again, I'll elaborate in a later episode a lot about obstacles because those are my favorite kind of thing. It is really gratifying whether it's as a, in a consulting uh, role or even as an internal employee, kind of see the lights come on in somebody's eye and be like, wow, I'm really not, maybe I'm not tied to this thing that drives me bonkers um, in a way that I can maybe be less stressed or, or this thing that I'm doing isn't so difficult or so cumbersome in some manner. So, all right. So my last question is that I ask is what value improvement do you seek in the next 90 days? Again, this can be uh, personal or professional. Um, 90 days is about enough time to see a tangible improvement in your health. Say if you pick up uh, doing uh, a diet and exercise program and if I'm going to talk about that, I would recommend not considering that what you're doing there is only 90 days. I would, <laughs> I would suggest that you, if you're going to commit to that, look at what you need to do generally and just make that your lifestyle. So that also means it can't be anything crazy. It's cool to do that weird eating diet for a couple weeks, but really don't push it past that. You'll destroy your, you'll destroy your confidence. Some people can do that, though. I've seen them. Those people are a little crazier than I am, but more power to them. So 90 days. Um, 90 days is also a good, a reasonable time frame if you do a process improvement at work. Uh, maybe you rewrote that production procedure that added too many screws or didn't add enough screws or the way it was written, the person who is doing assembly A and needed to write something on assembly 
B that was inside assembly A couldn't reach to do it, so they've been doing it wrong for 10 years or something like that, right? So maybe it's that. Um, another thing is maybe you're gonna start, we, we talked about recording earlier, what are you measuring? Maybe you're gonna start measuring um, assembly rejects or, or part discrepancies from machine 14 or maybe something like that. Um, that's a good place to start. 90 days is right about a good amount of time to actually have some tangible numbers that can tell you, hey, you have a problem here or you don't have a problem. It is often very comical. Well, maybe not comical, but I find it amusing. I'm kind of weird if you hadn't noticed. Um, I find it kind of amusing how often an organization will assume they have a problem in one area, but they haven't really measured it. So when they do measure it, they find that the problem, maybe that was a problem, that thing that they thought, but it's not quite the problem that they thought it would be, right? Like it's not, it isn't, it isn't of the magnitude that they thought. Um, this, this doesn't mean you ignore things that perhaps your personnel or even you have intuition about, but you've got to have the data to back it up, right? Whether it's a control chart, um, I, for assembly type organizations where you're putting stuff together and you write down what gets, what goes in the trash, right? Cause it was bad or cause you broke it. I'm a big fan of those Pareto charts. I know, I know the quality place. In fact, there's a magazine, there's a magazine I have a subscription to and they have a, a whole comic, Mr. Pareto had. I don't know that I always chuckle at them, but that's fine. Um, what is true though is that's a good indication that you should measure stuff, right? Uh, a chart like that is gonna show you, hey, you had a whole bunch of these. And the Pareto principle is often, often, often very illuminating for any organization. So uh, like I said, measuring, I kind of went, that kind of sent me back to question two. But seriously though, um, 90 days will give you some great insights if you start doing something. So. Um, but let's actually maybe finish off with that, right? Let's finish off with what you should do. And you should be starting, right? Whatever it is, these four questions. I'll, in fact, I'll reiterate them now in case someone is interested in writing them down. So question one, what are your top three areas where you seek improvement? What are you measuring to understand your business outputs? Remember I said maybe person outputs is something you should look at here too. What obstacles do you see to changing the status quo? And status quo is maybe not entirely bad, right? Like let's not let's not assume it's entirely terrible. What value improvement do you seek in the next 90 days? Again, uh, personal or professional or your business or at work. And then if you can do some answers to that. I think that'll really get you in a place to get going and, and get something started, right? Because again, the focus of this particular first one is starting, like start somewhere. Like my tagline that I'm putting everywhere is to start somewhere because that's the only way you're gonna, you're gonna get things done, right? You gotta start, everything starts somewhere. So uh, I hope, I hope someone's enjoyed this. I've rambled a bit, but 
that's kind of the point of a podcast, isn't it? Anyway, all right. Thank you, everyone, for joining me. Uh, smash a like and subscribe and comment and all that stuff that all the professionals at this say. Um, and thank you, and I'll see you next week. Thank you.